This recording was performed, recorded, and edited all from Anchor. If you would like to support, feel free to find me on Anchor, Soapbox Off, and, you know, show your support however you would like. If not, you can always show support and donate just to help a sister out at Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Soapbox Off. And you can always follow my Instagram, Soapbox Off. And if you'd like to give me some topics, feel free to drop some in my mailbox at soapboxoff at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your support. Peace and love. where we come with hard-hitting topics that are jaw-dropping, thought-provoking, thought-challenging. So come with your emotions on neutral and your critical thinking on high. So, let's not wait, let's not hesitate, let's get started now. Hello, you guys. Today, we are going to discuss women of the NAACP. Well, we're going to talk about the NAACP and the women that are currently in some very important seats of the NAACP, Meridian, Mississippi, Lauderdale County chapter. I thought that with March coming to a close from Women's Month and not having the ability to really do what I wanted to do for February with Black History Month, I thought why not put two and two together and just kind of create this great wrap up Of course, you know that I will probably always discuss certain things that are impactful to the Black community, as well as for people of color and just the good of people in general. But I thought that this would be a good one. So you are about to hear the interview with two very influential women at this time on the NAACP chapter of Meridian, Mississippi, which is a group that has been around for quite some time. However, their presence hasn't necessarily been felt as much as desired. So they pretty much want to make changes to where they have a stronger impact and presence. And I am here for it. So let's take a listen. Hello, everybody. It is a great, great day. Uh, and this episode will be wrapping up this great Women's Month. And I felt what other way to wrap it up than to talk with some auspicious women, Miss Janet Moore and Inspire Walker. Hello, Miss Janet. Inspire, how are you guys? Doing great. Great, great, great. So with you two, I wanted to go into the NAACP. Last month, we had Black History Month, and there were so many things that we could cover. But of course, our greatness cannot be capsulized in just one month. So to talk about these things, as well as it being with you two women, why don't you tell the listeners your roles and what you do with the NAACP at this time? Well, I'm Janet Moore. And I currently was elected as president for Meridian Lauderdale 
in AACP branch. I'm also the third vice president for the state of Mississippi in AACP, and I am the youth advisor, youth and college advisor for the state of Mississippi. Hi, so I was currently um, elected the first um, vice president for our Meridian chapter for the um, NAACP. And I'm just glad to be a part of this, this big transition that's happening here in Meridian. We'll just go from there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you give them a little bit of what the NAACP or the NAACP is? Well, our mission is to secure the pol political education, social and economic equality of rights and order to eliminate race-based discrimination and ensure that the health and well-being of all persons. We also there is to help people with their civil rights when there's things not going right for them. We help them adjust what's going on in their lives and give them the security that NAACP has their back and that we assure them they're not walking in their trials and tribulations alone. I'm gonna piggyback off of Janet. One thing I want to make sure I bring light to, you know, that she was pretty much saying people. So, of course, it was the history of it. Um, a lot of things, it was catered around the advancements for Blacks. Mm -hmm. um, yet the main purpose of UC, we're focused on, like, helping all people, especially because it was established not just by Blacks, but it was established by whites, too. So that's the, one of the main things I know. And one reason why I wanted to definitely be a part and grow in the leadership with, um, amongst with Janet, because I know our vision, we match and are in alignment with what the true purpose we feel the NAACP is all about. I noticed that Inspire brought up the NAACP as, uh, as a plan for Meridian. So can we get some details on the NAACP in regards to Meridian, the, Meridian, Mississippi to be exact? Our plans for Meridian, Mississippi, we want to be able to stand out and be in the streets and, and show them that they were there for the, the citizens of Meridian and Lauderdale County. We want to be able to um, show our faces and not hide behind the curtains and let them know that we are here and we do have a mission, that we, we do exist and we're not gonna stand down or buck up or anything there's to do. We're not out there to cause problems, we're out there to solve problems. NAACP was founded February 12th, 1909, and it's been 112 years of this work for NAACP and there's not time for us to back down, it's time for us to go stronger, especially with the way the world's going now and in our own city and county. Right, right. And the main thing here um, is building trust or regaining trust. A lot of people, especially our own, lost trust in the, the NAACP, you know, um, but instead of being people who just allow it to continue to be hey, we like, no, let's step up and be those leaders, um, be the great people that we know we are together. And so um, that's the main thing we see that is happening now. We're reestablishing trust here in our own local chapter. To hear people wanting to kind of rejuvenate the NAACP in different areas of Mississippi. I'm pretty sure that different places do their own thing when it comes down to rejuvenating their particular district or group, but I know 
Meridian, Mississippi, it just seems like with a lot of groups, they tend to fizzle out or there's not a lot of interaction, especially when it comes to the youth. So what do you think we could do or what do you think can be done in regards to getting youth more involved in the NAACP? Walking, um, being able to walk the, the hallways of the school that they go to, the church, down the aisles of the church that they attend, to show them what can be done and that we're there for them. Listen to what they have to say. Um, for the most of it comes to youth, they have a problem with talking to people that they can trust. We have to gain their trust. We have to be there and show them, look them in their face and listen to the words that they have to say. Encourage them to be who they want to be and to follow their dreams. And once you can encourage a young child or a young adult to follow their dreams, then that's when they're willing to, to listen and to say, oh, I want to be a part of this. Hello. Hello. <laughs> okay. Yes. I, I feel like you have some things that you want to say to the Inspire. She, she, look, she said it. The main thing she said, listen, you got to be able to listen to them. Oftentimes, we come to youth, or I've known from looking from the perspective of when I was a youth, to even now being an educator as well and being able to see the youth from today, a lot of them, they feel like different adults just won't listen to them. It's always certain adults having that old school mentality, traditional mentality, do as I say, not as I do, you know? <laughs> so a lot of they're watching by what we do by our example. And also they want to feel like they're human, like they matter. It's not just, just because they're, they're kids or a certain age, that, oh, we don't have a say-so. To me, if we're doing that and not allowing the kids to speak or be who they are, you know, it's, to me, it's like a form of prejudice or racism there, just not, you know, because of their age, you know? So that that's a huge thing just by allowing the kids to be able to be themselves, to listen to them, because we can learn so much from them as well. I agree. I, I definitely recall a time where kids were excited. And I would say this because a lot of times it's not just because they don't feel like they're listened to, but they also aren't aware of what is out there, what opportunities are mm -hmm. available to them. And when you finally give them that, hey, this is something that's actually here for you, the trust definitely does come short when that is presented as an opportunity for them. And then we don't follow through. And right. that is something to this day, I've definitely felt like it has to be something where if we present it to them, and I'm not saying that all kids are these like troubled kids that it, it, I'm not trying to say that, but what I'm saying is, is that kids definitely they're impressionable to the point where if you say that you have the ability to do something or if you tell them that you're going to try to do something or something is available to them, you have to give them more opportunities that you can follow through with than the ones that you fall through with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm really rooting for you all because knowing Meridian, Mississippi is a place that, yes, it may be small, but I feel like it does have so much to give, so much to offer if it just engages and ignites those fires that are out there. I, I That's one of the reasons why I wanted to 
talk with you two. Um, and then plus by you two being women and women of color for that matter, being in lead seats in the NAACP for the Meridian Mississippi chapter. I'm gonna be honest with you, when I was in the NAACP, I didn't know many females that had president or vice president. And I'm not trying to say that there is any type of sexism or anything in the NAACP. I'm just saying for me, it was more common to see a male in the seats than it was a female. The females typically would have like the secretary or something like that. So what is it, um, what is it that inspired you to become the president or made you feel like I want to take on those roles to be more of you know, in the leadership position in the group? Well, for me, I've been a member for NAACP for 31 years. And um, it's a passion. I love my people. And when I say I love my people, I study my background. I study what they do and how they act and what they should do and how they should be influenced. And I don't like to see anyone being discriminated, no matter what color they are. But when I say my people, I'm basically saying Americans. But I, but I want to say deeply my African-American people as well, because we so far, we were so far up under to where that we're raising to the top and we need to stay on the top. So we cannot mm. back each other up and keep each other lifted up. Then what's the purpose of even breathing? Because that's all what God wants. He wants us to serve one another. That's all and I took, on, I, took on my, I took on my position to be president because I see a vision. I see, I see it going further than what it can be. You know, Meridian Lauderdale Branch, it's been existing for many years, but at the same time, they did not walk the streets. They did not show their face. It was more a meeting once a month, and that was it. We might've had a few banquets and that was it. But as far as being out there and, and putting your name out there and your name and your picture and, and showing up with your NAACP shirt on when there's something going on, that gives that security blanket for our people to say, okay, they're here. Yeah. And speaking of that, where she was saying, mentioning our banquets and whatnot, for me, before even joining, I, which I joined back in November of last year, the main thing I saw of the NAACP of the local chapter pretty much was just the prayer breakfast they had every year. So thankfully with uh, Janet's involvement, it helps, it helped me to open my eyes even more and to just step into the role. Uh, I guess you say that position where, because I, that is what I'm already doing anyway. I'm already out there in the forefront you know, doing rallies and being an advocate for our people, not just our people, but for our people. So um, sometimes it seems like titles help people to even respect you more or listen more. <laughs> so that's one reason I knew I was like, you know what, why not? Why not just go on and uh, not just be a member, but be up there in that forefront to gain even more for our people, to help our people even more. And speaking of that, you just brought up the other group that you, well, you already are involved in some other things that kind of put you in a position where you more like create 
the trail or blaze more of a trail or cause a little bit more, um, how can I say, like you cause more of a sound to the movement than not. Oh, Dream Team of the South. Right. So with the Dream Team of the South and the NAAC and with what you have, your affiliation with the NAACP. And if you remember, we discussed the whole uh, importance on voting. And I know that when it comes to voting, especially in parts of the South, it is very hard to get people to feel encouraged. Do you feel that when it comes to those agendas and do you see that there is a future to kind of helping with that initiative within the NAACP? Uh, yes, definitely. I feel all of it tied hand in hand because mm-hmm. especially when I be pushing to help people who felt like they were unjustly treated or whatnot, um, it all connects to even those lawmakers or those who are there in those leadership positions, even for our city and county. That definitely, that definitely ties in. My last, maybe last, I'm going to just put that. My last question, I want to ask you, what would be your pitch point or your, your words of encouragement to people that want to know more about the NAACP, don't know how to even start when it comes to seeing if they are interested in the NAACP, what would be your words of wisdom to those listeners? Me as Janet, I don't have, I don't, I don't want to show, I don't want to be able to tell them. Mm-hmm. I like to use the word, I can show you better than I can tell you. I want to show them what we can do. I want to okay. show them how we hello, want to show them that we have power. I want to show them that we can have that, that educate all political uh, candidates to support policies. I want to show mm-hmm. them that we hold those Congress to their word. I want to show them that if you're going to put it in black and white, then I'm going to hold you to what you say that you're going to do. I want mm-hmm. them to know that you cannot tell me that I can do this and then you want to take it from me when it's been in the books for many, many years. Come so on. I want to show mm-hmm. them and I don't want to tell them anything. When I move, you move just like that. Hello. That's like okay. That. <laughs> uh, yeah. What about you, Inspire? Yeah, girl, just <laughs> like that. She gave a sermon, didn't it? The door. You hear me? Hello, just like that. And I'm, look, I'm j- just add to what she's saying. Um, we have to realize, or person, even if you're thinking or wanting to know more, don't go from an aspect of what hasn't been done. Go from the aspect of what can you do. Right. We are looking at what hasn't been done. Don't act, we're not. That's not our focus. Whatever you focus on, you're gonna see more of that. Focus on what can you do. So that's what me and Jan are about, and the uh, other leaders that are here now. We're focused on what we can do. We're not focused on what old heads were there. Guess what? The time is the time is now. We got we in a new time. It's a new day. Again, Janet and Inspire, I want to thank you both so much for the time that you allotted for this interview, because I definitely feel that the presence in Meridian, Mississippi needs to be felt with the NAACP, not just for the children, but for the adults, for the people that feel like they aren't being heard, those that feel that they are downtrodden, those that feel like we are just in this traditional cycle to keep moving on. It is time to break those chains, those cycles that we are accustomed to. So again, I hope that this reaches more people, especially the people that are in Meridian, Mississippi. And I do truly, truly, again, I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you both for coming on and having this time with me. 
Thank you. I appreciate you. you. But let me end this with this word. NAACP works to educate all political candidates to support policies that improve access to quality, education and economic opportunity, criminal justice reform, the environment, healthcare and youth empowerment with the, with the dedication to removing race-based hatred and discrimination for society. That's what we're really standing for. Thank you. So you all, if you are, if you are wanting to, or if you want to see what's going on, you look for yourself and you see the actions that are being taken right now at the NAACP for Meridian, Mississippi. Thank you again, Janet and Inspire. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you guys. So, you know, Soapbox Office is very sporadic with different topics about true crime and uh, episodes that I love on certain shows. Well, this one, you know, this girl here, she loves to talk about politics, as you can see. And I don't want to make it a big thing, but I like to educate as much as possible. Not to just rant and rave on opinions, but to educate. So if you want to know some things about the voting process and understanding these, not just for election year, but even for local elections, because those are important. Look those up. Wherever you're from, whatever state you're in, look up those meetings, attend those meetings. See, y'all about to get me started. <laughs> Anyways, look at my episode one, Does Voting Matter? Also, it's not necessarily on voting, but it's important because district attorneys and things, you get to vote on those. Clearance rates being a thing, episode five. If you want to hear about the electoral college process, because guess what, folks? It's a process. It is not indefinitely uh, top hat men with little, you know, breastplate pockets and things like uh, Mary Poppins in the bank. It's a process. If you want to learn more about that, episode seven. Take the opportunity to, you know, just get yourself a little bit more well-versed with politics because your votes actually matter. And the only way that you can practice those is if you learn how your vote is used, how it can make your voice be heard. Come on, let's make it count. Okay? All right. Okay, you guys, that was Janet Moore and Inspire Walker, president and vice president, respectively, of the NAACP of the Meridian, Mississippi chapter. And let us reflect, 1909, the NAACP was founded because, I mean, it was a time for a change against the violence that was happening to people of color, to Black people. And now, as it has evolved and still is here, the NAACP still is here defending the people. And not just Black people, but the people, people of color, people of all shades of the skin spectrum. <laughs> and the only reason why I laugh is because of how NAACP has evolved and yet there's still so much room for growth. And Janet Moore and Enable and <laughs> Janet Moore and Inspire Walker saw the potential in the branch that they are affiliated with. 
I know that there are plenty of times that we feel that when things do not go our way, we need to overthrow and make new. But these two women, they said, what is broken or what is stagnant? We don't have to just throw it away. We're going to become involved or we're going to be even more involved than we ever have been. And what we're going to do is we're going to renew. That's what we are going to do. We are going to spark the passion that people probably never even paid attention to before. We're going to make things happen by making those conversations known and heard, being more vocal and educating people that don't even know that these type of opportunities or this group is even in their grasp. And I applaud it because there are plenty of small communities or small towns, and I'm not saying this to down it because I am a very, very small town girl. I'm not downing it, but it's a lot of times that in these small towns and communities, we have these things in our in our grasp, and we don't know we don't we don't know about them. And if we know about them because of them being in that small town mindset, they don't really follow through to give us the inspiration that ooh, we can make things happen in this group. We can we can see changes if we affiliate ourselves with these groups. So I applaud them. I've seen I've seen small towns, cities, counties, they they pretty much will just be like we're waiting on someone else to come and help us. We're waiting for outsiders to come and make changes for us. So I believe that it is amazing and should be seen as so motivating to see people in a town or a a little country or whatever to say we're going to make things happen for ourselves. We uh, we appreciate all participants. But we have to start in-house. We have to make changes in-house. We have to start somewhere. We can't just sit and wait. And that is something that I applaud for any, no matter how great or how small, any state, any county, any city, any district, any small group, I can applaud you for that. Because there's only so much that one person can do. But when that one person can cause enough ruckus, enough noise, and have enough influence, as much charismatic, you know, just aura about themselves, you see that they end up being able to have a lot more than just, I'm just one person kind of energy. They have that I am me energy. I am change energy. And you become addicted to it and you flock to it. You attract yourselves to it and you want to be a part of it. So let's do that. Even if you don't see it in the group, the problem is, is that you might not be in the group. You might be that that aura that they need. You might be that change. You might be that pivot point. But you have to make that initial like step. You have to take that step. It's up to you. So what you going to do with it? Because I see greatness in what has just happened. What I just heard, I heard passion. I heard change. And I can't see, I can't wait to see what is going to unfold with these two women, as well as the other leaders of the NAACP. I can't wait.
Y'all know that I was not going to leave y'all without having a little mini vent session of my own in regards to the NAACP, let alone the NAACP of Meridian, Mississippi. I have plenty more to talk about when it comes down to the small town mentality that people may have. And all it takes is like that one simple, I digress. Anyways, again, I applaud them so much. This was such an inspiring episode for me. And it keeps me going. Y'all don't understand. I'm going to have to like do a whole episode by myself and let y'all know what I've been going through. But that's a whole nother thing. That's neither here nor there right now. (laughs) This is Melodic. Soapbox off.